Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am known as Spud. Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to a radio program that's not like most you'll hear these days. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus as it's not really my call. But hopefully, you know, if you're already thinking to yourself, mm, what the hell is this guy talking about? I would ask that you tell yourself to try not be so judgy, you know? Just like for the next 15 or 20 minutes. After that, I will totally understand if you move on to something more interesting. Until then, though, please give us at least 40% of your attention, as I think, you know, you might even be entertained a tiny little bit. So let me now introduce our designated laugher, that is my Aunt Dorothy. Uh, give us your best chuckle, if you oh. would. Oh, okay, how about this? <laughs> uh, it's not bad. Oh, you know, thank you. you know, it's, it's not your best all-time chuckle, but oh, what? It's, it's still pretty decent. So, hmm. And now I'm obligated to introduce our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Um, this is your moment to say a word or two, not three or four. Oh, well, uh, all right, okay. H how about, hello, everyone? Did, did those two words have an exclamation point, you know, like after everyone? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I oh, guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably did. Just follow the rules next time. Sorry. All right? So what I wanted to discuss on this show is that term I hear so damn much these days, the mainstream media. It smells really good. I mean, that's all they talk about on all the conservative radio talk shows, websites, and of course, on Fox News, insinuating, you know that it's going to inflict serious damage on a person like the Ebola virus. I don't get what that word even means now. Mainstream media? Is it everything that's not like them? Like I used to watch the CBS or NBC Nightly News when I was growing up. That's a TV set, you know, was on in the background during dinner and really all day long. Uh -huh. You know, we, we never had the TV on in our family when we had meals. It was just not allowed. That is messed up, yo. Well... I was sort of a TV latchkey kid. I don't That's know. That's true. My, my parents were around most of the time, but they had their own stuff to do. And, you know, they kept it on so my sister and I wouldn't feel too lonely. I was pretty close to Walter Cronkite, David Brinkley, and Dan Rather to a lesser extent. Because they were my cathode family, and I loved them. There are all kinds of perversions. Yes, I always worried that they let TV raise you, Spud. And sure well, enough, you know, my worst fears were realized. I never told you this, but now with your mom and dad both gone, I can mention it. On a couple okay. of occasions, I almost called Children's Protective Services. Really? Wow. Well, I felt your being dropped in front of a TV set for 12 or 14 hours a day was bordering on child abuse. I think your first complete sentence spoken out loud was, we have a really big show for you. 
as an infant, you were really enthralled by the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I just, I loved Ed Sullivan as a baby. Yes. And I, I still have dreams of Topo Gigio, you know, that little puppet. And, and, all, and also Stiller and Mira, Ben Stiller's parents, because they were really funny. And when the Beatles were on, I recall your dad saying, you should be a rock star when you grew up. Yep. As there were so many women lusting after them in those days. I gotta admit the truth, it turned me on. I remember the Beatles. They were pretty good. I, I, you know, I don't see or hear them much these days. Do they still tour? Do you know? What'd you do? Screw up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? Um, yeah, they broke up in 1970. And a very sad day. Oh, okay. Well, so do you wish you would have gone into rock and roll instead of being a talk show host? I didn't really think you're musically inclined, Spud. <laughs> I'm not, but that didn't stop me from being in a bunch of bands in high school. Really? I couldn't sing or play an instrument, so I went with the tambourine. <laughs> but but anyway, no, it's not that funny. It I, is well, I wasn't funny. horrible. Um, but anyway, getting back to that, that mainstream media topic, I think someone has rebranded what was just regular old media. Like, how can what we all used to watch, read, and listen to now suddenly be some liberal attempt at brainwashing people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes all the sense in the world to me, Spud. The, the mainstream media has one objective, and that is to indoctrinate innocent minds. Really? Yeah, brainwashing yeah, it might be a bit much to say, but the bias of network news, like the major newspapers, that Huffington Post website, no. and, and all the others, well, they're obviously working in conjunction with George Soros. You do know who George Soros is, right? Well, what is the question? How could anyone who was surfed by Fox News for a second and listened to AM radio or scanned Breitbart, Drudge, or that Blaze site not know that name? I just don't get how this boogeyman could be everywhere causing havoc around, the, you know, the country. He's not even an American. Excellent. But we can talk about this later. Right now, most importantly, I want to introduce our musical guest. Yes, I like these guys a lot. Here they are. The Lohams. All right, all right.
Hey, this is Sarah Silverman, and I am on the Spud Goodman Show. I don't know how my career got this low. Hey, uh, Spud, yes. your first guest, Jay Moore, is good to go. Okay, I, I haven't spoken with Jay in oh, maybe more than a year. Yeah, it's is he out uh, like on a comedy tour or something? No, I, I think he's in a new movie, and he's promoting that. Oh, hey, you know, speaking of movies, my wife and I saw a great one the other night. We rented it from Redbox. Do you ever uh, use Redbox? Uh, no. Uh, well, anyway, have you seen the Emoji movie? Because it uh. is fantastic. I highly recommend it to you and our listeners. Shut up. Uh, didn't that get like 7 or 8% on Rotten Tomatoes? It was supposed to be the worst film of the year. Well, Again, Spud, it's obvious you get your movie reviews from the mainstream media. I can't take this! We found it to be a highly entertaining movie that I think everyone would love, it, except maybe you, I guess. And just put Jay through and please zip it while I'm speaking with him. Yeah, here he is. Welcome back to the show, actor, comedian, author, and sports talk show host Jay Moore. Uh, thanks much for checking in with us. Thanks, Spud. How you doing? Not too bad. So, you have a new movie out, Party Boat. On Crackle, a it's a subsidiary of Sony Pictures, which is the mainstream media, and it's free with no strings attached, right? There's no fine print where you later owe like $99.95, like the Mayweather-McGregor fight, because I thought it was free, too, until when I flipped it on. Uh, it is alarmingly free, and I didn't know what Crackle was until I booked this movie, and then I got the Crackle app on my phone. And like you said, like on, uh, you know, I don't know, OHB or, you know, those networks that I'm not going to say or Oshime. Yes. You get it, the app on your phone and you're like, hey, wait a minute. I'm not getting any movies unless I click for premium content or whatever. Like you just said, like Crackle, I'm watching like my favorite sitcoms when I was a kid. And then like I'm in a movie on my phone. There's I, there's no catch. It's too good to be true, Spud. I, I don't I don't know how they make money. I don't care. I get to watch Party Boat. Which is like, no exaggeration, the funniest movie I've seen this year. I, no exaggeration. Huh? I was embarrassed at how hard I was laughing at the screening. Well, well, you play Officer Walsh in the movie, uh, a shore patrol officer on a lake. How many man hours did you spend on party boats to research what happens on these excursions? 
Uh, <laughs> well, the, the man hours I spent were a long time ago, and I didn't know it was for a role. I was just getting hammered. Oh, okay. But, All right. uh, for this record. particular role, it was really just point the cannon and shoot. Like, I just play. I mean, you got to think a guy that's a patrolman on a lake, probably not happy with the way his life turned out. Probably wanted to be a detective. Probably wanted to be like CSI, Lake. And uh, he's doing this instead. He's breaking up parties. Probably the cop in high school that breaks up those parties in the woods where you're holding the red solo cups. Yes. So I was like a real angry guy that thought he was uh, shortchanged in life. It, it was fun to play, man. I mean, it was a re- it was the most fun I really had on a set in my life because you're on a boat and you're just piping in like hip-hop music and partying and it's make-believe. And after a while, you're like, hey, this is a fun party and we're done for the night. Like, well, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm at work. Well, did they did they serve the real stuff? Did people just puke over the side of the boat instead of messing up the bathrooms on board during the shoot? Oh, my God, I wish. I love, I think vomit's hilarious. Please. There's a scene in Mafia where we're all throwing up at a funeral, and, like, the, uh, at one point a horse pukes. I wish everybody was barfing over the edge. No, I think everybody was pretty much just playing make-believe. All right, all Maybe, right. That might be a few cocktail adult beverages and cups, but... Everybody was over 21. So now, it was, you know what it was? It, it rained for two weeks before I got there, so they were really behind the eight ball. They just they pulled it off. Everybody, they're all like uh, YouTube stars, everybody in this movie. I don't know who anybody was, and now I'm like, I'm friends with all of them. So, all right. Good, man. Super. Well, you know, Jay... I'm disappointed that it wasn't vomit. Well, I was kind of hoping there might have been, like, somebody, like, went the, the you know, I don't know. Never, that's just me. I'm, anyway. Yeah, Spud, can I, can I ask you... Why would you want to witness inebriated young adults vomiting? I don't understand this. Uh, hey, yeah, could... Jay, just a second. Well, as, as I, I was saying, I, I just was wondering if the actors went the method thing, you know, just tried that. You know, immerse themselves in their characters. I'm not talking about all of them going the, the Charles Bukowski route and maybe later becoming full-blown hardened alcoholics. That's too high a price to pay for their art. I'm yeah, aware of that. I know, but you're really not a big drinker yourself. Look, I, I, I do like an occasional chilled glass of Boone's Farm wild cherry wine. It's very tasty, you know, after a tough day on the show. But, you know, that saddens me that you have to take such measures to cope oh, with your wait, career. Wait, wait. You don't need to worry about Spud becoming an alcoholic. He usually starts puking like a fire hose after more than two glasses of, well, any kind of alcoholic beverage. Not, not, not always. But yeah, I do have a sensitive stomach. But hey, let me get back to Jay. Hey, man, I'm back. So, um, Well, when you were on our show about a year ago, we touched on your role as sports agent Bob Sugar and Jerry Maguire. So if a script for a sequel is ever done, what kind of money would have to be shown now? I mean, with those max contracts in the NBA, players can buy whole countries, small ones, but still. Will there be a billion-dollar player soon? Uh, Yeah, I think there will. You know, it'll be a left-handed pitcher. It'll be some, like, 19-year-old kid, and there'll be some, like, escape hatch if he gets injured. You don't have to pay them. I don't even know what kind of money would it take for me to do the sequel. I'm like, eh, minimum wage? I'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that role. That was, I mean, that changed my life, that movie. Great but movie. I think a billion-dollar player. I mean, you got a $300 million player in Giancarlo Stanton, Clayton Kershaw, Matthew Stafford just signed. Yeah. He's going to sign, like, what is it, $132 million? That's a football player. If you win the Super Bowl, it's 20 weeks of work. 20 weeks. And Matthew Stafford, I guess they paid him per square inch of fat face. Yeah, I've, I haven't got quite. I don't quite figure that one out. I can't can't figure it out. But well, let me hit you with this one. I, I can figure it out for you. Same reason the uh, Ravens overpaid Joe Flacco when they did. The Ravens our entire lives needed a quarterback. 
it's just a revolving door of crap. And then Flacco shows up. They go to the Super Bowl. You're not only paying Joe Flacco for being a good quarterback, you're paying him so you never in the draft room have to say the word quarterback for a decade. So that's the extra. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, but it's like kind of like the Lions got a lot of holes. Quarterback ain't one of the holes. The guy's a good. He is a good quarterback. It's just. He's got a big fat face. Um, hey, as a guy who's done sports talk radio as a host for quite a while, what's the sweet spot with that audience? What topic or area of discussion seems to strike gold every time it's brought up? Like a dislike for the Patriots, how old school athletes would fare against today's pros, or Tim Tebow jokes? Is there anything that just is like gold? Uh, gold fool's gold. But, um, there's a lot of fool's gold. Like, you know, you can make fun of Jay Cutler's pouty face. You can make fun of uh, the Jets or whatever, but... The moment race comes up, the phone lines just, they just light up. And it's always, you know, if there's seven phone lines, it's seven white guys to chime in on race. And I'm, when I had a radio show, I would say, I, I don't need to hear about race from white guys. I am one. Where are the brothers? I need brothers to call me. And then I would drop all the calls, and then I'd have seven black guys on the phone. And it was like a fascinating time in my life because there was a genuine discussion like, what is white privilege? What do they think it is? What does it mean? Because white people don't understand it. And I want, like St. Francis, the prayer, like, help me understand rather than be understood. I really wanted to understand. And they would call and they would explain. It was because now you hear about the national anthem of Colin Kaepernick. Like, we just want to get the discussion going. Nobody even knows what the discussion is anymore. Everybody's just posturing and showing their feathers and ruffling them. But this is like a genuine, like, heartfelt, like, listening. And, like, Peanut Tillman would come on the show, and we'd play this game called Is This Race? And he would just say what happened to him. And he would ask me, like, is that racist? I go, no. Like, this white lady goes, I thought black people had rhythm. Why, why is your kid in hip-hop class? I go, no. She felt so comfortable around you that she just asked you straight up. And he's like, okay. And then he would ask me stuff, and I would write ask him and vice versa. So that was, that was the treasure chest is an honest discussion where you actually listen to the other person because nobody is listening on earth. Nobody. Everyone's getting louder and louder. Nobody's listening. James Francis, help me understand rather than be understood. All right. Well, thank you for that. Okay. Well, um, I'll, I know you got to go, so I'm going to remind everyone that your new movie, Party Boat, is now available for streaming on Crackle. And also look for him uh, with his stand-up act in your city sometime soon. I want to thank you so much for, for get, you know calling back into our show. Hey, Spud, I always enjoy it. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Time aboard all you soldiers, sailors, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen of the United Nations for another of your weekly rides on the, the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud. Yes? The show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is holding for you. Well, do his freaking plug then. Oh, right. Uh, Ted Marr's Out of This World can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle, and on the web. Here he is. Say hello to psychic and all-round swell guy, Mr. Ted Marr. Hi, hi, Spud. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. So, Ted, I, I'm in need of your services again as I'm having a bit of difficulty with this online dating thing. It's, it's not mm -hmm. going real well, so I thought maybe a real-life psychic could help my love life out. 
Well, you know what? I have a love potion to share with you and your listeners. Oh. You take an envelope, and in the envelope, Spud, you, t- you, you take, you take um, put six red rose petals. Yes. Then you light a red candle, and then put a piece of hard red candy on top of your tongue, and let it melt for 20 minutes. While it's melting on top of your tongue, you ask God and the love angels to bring your sweetheart or your partner to you. And then, after this is all done, after 20 minutes, you take the envelope with the red rose petals and put it in a pocket and keep it on you for 24-7. Every person who has tried it has found a sweetheart that, that, that I've, I've given this uh, advice to. Dang, Ted, that sounds so so much work and complicated. I think online dating might be easier, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it some thought. I just wrote it down. I wrote down down, okay. anyway. But I don't okay. know if you've ever had to scan prospective dates on a website, but there are so many women to choose from. It can give you a headache. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, yeah. if you read their profile and find out what they're looking for, it can whittle it down a little bit, but there are, you know, a lot of them say that they're not judgy and will go out with any nice guy. So what I want to ask is, if I send you a few of the, their profiles, um, can you do your psychic thing and find out which ones are bad? crazy you know it sure would save me a lot of time and drama i can absolutely do that i do that for several people already and i read their minds and i tell them whether they're good for them or not excellent um (laughs) i do that spud what well i would not recommend using the services of a psychic to choose a woman to fall in love with Hey, hey slow down i didn't mention to ted i wanted to fall in love i'm talking about finding someone to date you know, a woman who, you know, won't cut up my clothes after we break up if I leave anything in her place. I just, I don't think it's wise to be thinking of the fallout from breaking up with someone before you even have your first date. Yeah, you've never had your favorite pair of jeans cut into a hundred pieces and mailed do you, have you? No. Okay, well, just let me return to Ted. Sorry about that, ma'am, but I'm back. I, I also do that for business uh, people, too, uh, partners who are, huh. you know, they got large business deals to find out whether this person's ethical and they can be trusted. So I do, yeah, I do that for people all the time. Well, that's going to save me a hell of a lot of time because you wouldn't believe how you can get sucked into this thing and pretty soon, you know, 15 hours have gone by and you're still staring at the screen. It's, yeah, it's, uh, anyway. So, you know, but most, most every woman says she's looking for someone who enjoys wine tasting and traveling and that's sort of a deal breaker for me. This is just a heads up when you go through the women I sent you because I really don't uh-huh. like the taste of wine and where I travel, there must be access to cable TV or, or at least able to stream Netflix. Can you believe, no, seriously, some people like to schlep to places where there's no Wi-Fi connection? I, I, I just, it boggles my mind. <laughs> well, this, this, this planet is a real mixed bag, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of folks here. Well, just remember that when you go through the women. I just, and, and so many of them just like that kind of stuff. I, I don't get it, but anyway. <laughs> oh, also, this, let me hit you with this. Can you also dig deeper on that personal income section on their profiles? A lot of, you know, women put down no preference, but, you know, I would appreciate a more thorough investigation on this topic. I mean, no matter what they put down, I know money's, like, important to a lot of people. I, I'm not one of those rich right-wing talk show hosts, you know? <laughs> Well, always trust your heart. Whenever you, whenever you're looking for a date, or you're looking for a, 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 a you know, a good person to be, be a partner, what, what you should do is always trust your heart mind, not your logical mind, but your heart mind, because your heart mind always will tell you the right answer. My heart mind. Okay, all right. I wrote that mm-hmm. down too. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I would appreciate uh, you doing with your psychic skills. Can you check and see which of the women? Uh, that I send you, you know, their profiles. Can you check and see if they're easily pleased? I mean, I wear a size five and a half shoe. I mean, you know what I mean, right? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> well, 
I could. Yes, I could, I could do that. All right, I super, could do that. Like I'd be happy to do that anytime for you, Spud. I mean, it's yeah, embarrassing to say it out loud, but you know, it's it's just I had to because it's going to save me so much time if you could screen them off. Anyway, all right. Well, let me close right. this before I divulge any more measurements of my appendages. So I want to say thank you so much for calling into our show again. My, my pleasure, Spud. It's always fun to to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on today. Uh, all right, our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. He had no money. He had no sense in his brain. He was for Goodman, but that didn't get in his way. He was a blind receiver on the wall of shame. And all the people joined in because they liked how he swayed. They swayed like this. Spud Goodman. 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 We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. So getting back to, to the topic we were discussing earlier, that mainstream media label, yeah. you know, being tossed out 24-7 by all the conservative media or non-mainstream media, I, sh I guess. I think it's all just a scam, like that fake taste test battle of Coke versus Pepsi years ago. You know, Pepsi started calling out Coke because they were getting their butts kicked. I guess it worked okay as Diet Pepsi, at least, got really popular. But at what cost? What cost? I mean, that, that taste test thing split families apart. Sad. Be before that ad campaign, no one really cared that much what soft drink was in the fridge. You know, if someone served you a Coke or Pepsi, you just drank it, man. You're about to take the Pepsi challenge. You know, I have two bottles of cola back here, and you don't know which is which. No, I don't. Well, my late husband, Harold, would start swearing up a storm if I ever brought Pepsi home from the store. He was a hardcore huh. fan of Coke. He said Pepsi had never touched his lips, and he would go to his grave maintaining that standard. Yeah, You know, I can't say that I have an opinion on this topic. As you know, Spud, we don't serve colas in our home, but during the holidays and on special occasions, we do offer 7-Up to our guests. Um, um, you suck! I thought Mormons could drink cold beverages with caffeine. You know, no, well, I, uh, per, I really, I don't want to discuss uh, the, the habits of Jack Mormons on the show, oh. if you don't mind. <laughs> okay, whatever. But answer me this. How can a media company like 20th Century Fox, a billion-dollar corporation, you know, have its uh, you know, cable news division be defined as non-mainstream? How is that technically possible? Up is down and down is up these days. It is somewhat implausible. Well, when I hear Hannity... You think we're bad for America? You think yeah. I'm bad for America? Or Tucker Carlson or, or any of those Fox and Friends. Yeah, Fox and Friends starts right now. Freaking blow-up dolls, you know, complain about the, the mainstream media. I can't help but crack up. I mean, do they think they're doing some public access show fighting the good fight? Well, I think that Brian Kilmeade on Fox and Friends is sort of cute. But he is as dumb as a box of really, really big rocks. You know, massive boulders. Uh, you know, my wife loves Brian Kilmeade. Uh, she has a signed poster of him hanging in our rec room. Wow. Uh, I, I think he seems like a friendly guy. Hey, 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 you shut your face! Yeah, that's a pretty low bar for a boy toy who spouts off on world affairs. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good thing he's he's cute as he he couldn't string together a coherent sentence to save his life. Yeah, he has a great butt. Unfortunately, the mood is totally broken when he opens his mouth and says something. A real buzzkill. Yeah, well, I'll ask this again. How can huge conservative media companies get away pretending to be in this David versus Goliath battle. Well, conservatives are so outnumbered in this country. Oh, it's brother. very difficult to get our message out. Uh, we have to work hard just to make ourselves heard. Um, okay, let, let's see. Um, your party controls the White House, yeah. the House, yeah. the Senate, the Supreme Court, yeah. now all but 15 governorships, um, most state legislatures, pretty much all of AM radio... Uh, the highest-rated cable news channel, hmm. and the most active political websites on the net. So, yeah, you know, I feel your pain. You know, that big, bad mainstream media. They are not our friend. Yeah, but you liberals control the movies, music, and, uh, you know, entertainment television. Don't you see that? Uh, can you name one really popular conservative entertainment television well, show or movie. I, I, it's not a fair fight, Spud. Uh -huh. I, I thought you guys believed in survival of the fittest, natural outcomes, the free market. Well, so it's the liberals' fault that the best entertainment option conservatives can serve up is that smarmy little punk ex-frat boy Jesse Waters on Fox News? Seriously. Just just check and see if our next guest is ready to go. You're you're annoying me now. Oh, fine. And, and uh, the, the board is telling me that your next guest, oh, Lake Bell, is waiting to speak with you. Score, you know that's good. That's good to hear that she did call in. You, you know, as I know, you're a big fan of Lake. Yes, you, I am. Do you want me to make sure you don't say something embarrassing to her? You, you know, you've commented many times on how other male talk show hosts act somewhat giddy around attractive female guests, and I'm well aware of how you would hate someone to think that you're coming off as starstruck. Don't worry about me. I will act professional. Well, when I come across people who I greatly admire, I often force myself to visualize them doing something mundane, uh, you know, like uh, uh, vacuuming or taking out the garbage. It, it helps uh, normalize them in my mind. They want to shut your mind talking about Justin Bieber! What famous people do you come across in your daily life? Are, are we talking like the head of the PTA or a, the secretary for a city councilman? Well, I thought I told you, Dennis Franz from NYPD Blue dropped Franz, by... Franz, isn't it? Uh, Dennis Franz. Yeah, anyway, he dropped by my other place of employment a few years ago. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Uh, he, was, he was really nice. Yeah, whatever. Hey, was that free plug necessary, though? I mean, it was just tacky. Uh, just put Lake through right now. Here she is. Say hello to actress, director, screenwriter, Lake Bell. Thanks much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well... I am a fan. I will I'll admit this up front, but I'll pretend to be an objective talk show host here. Nah, I, I really can't do that. I can't do that. So I really loved you in uh, Children's Hospital way back. You were thoroughly amazing, but you know, I had to say that. But now on to your new movie that you wrote, directed, and star in, I Do Until I Don't, opening tomorrow, the first nationwide. You know, I saw it last night. Thanks for sending a screener. I liked it a lot. Very oh, well nice. written. Yes, the cast is amazing. It's about the institution of marriage. I've been in a few of those. So can you tell our listeners a bit more about the storyline? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the movie, I do until I don't. Um, it's, it, you know, it follows three different couples um, in different stages of their relationship and commitment to each other. And it sort of investigates um, the subject of matrimony and relationships through the lens of this sort of pretentious, a jaded documentarian um, who sort of 
descends upon this small town and, and tries to sort of uh, prove her thesis that marriage should really be a seven-year contract with an option to renew. Yes. Um, but but ultimately, the movie is, and I can say this without feeling like it's a spoiler, um, that it is deeply hopeful and sort of controversially pro-commitment. <laughs> um and I think in this day and age, you know, where it's sort of the trend is to swipe left or whatever, you know, just or, you know, just kind of the Tinder existence, um, you know, it's actually, um, you know, kind of um, refreshing. I, I At least for me, it was in the writing of it. And, um, you know, I, I used to be kind of an unromantic. I, you know, felt more like the documentarian. I was a little bit jaded about the subject. And then um, I met my now husband, incredible man named Scott Campbell, who really changed my world view on that. And, um, you know, sort of taught me the, the essence of, of, of bravery in a relationship, which is to go all in and to unapologetically, you know, commit to someone and without, without fear. You know, that becomes the kind of the more profoundly sort of... Uh, you know, um, sort of right, uh, like brave uh, path. Right. I'm also right. watching my daughter right now take a can of um, Vaseline and put it all over um, her head and face, so in knees. So I'm looking at a two year old right now who is just like <laughs> going to town on like lotions and potions in my bathroom. So if I feel distracted, that's because I'm also. Oh. No problem. Right <laughs> no problem. Well, let me ask you this: How heavy of a Nobody lift? Yeah. How heavy no, of a lift okay. is it uh, going the Orson Welles route? You know, writing, directing, and starring in a movie. Do you get uh, like three trailers? Maybe extra craft services? You definitely don't get three trailers. I can tell you that. So when you were writing, directing, and starring in something, the the secret is actually you 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 never see your trailer. So I don't. You know, sometimes with production, I'm like I don't need a trailer. I'm never going to be in it. You know. I'm just going to be, you just post up on set, you change your clothes on set in the bathroom or something, you know, there's no, I think it gets le far less glamorous when you're taking on that many. Um, uh, you, you see, you see, Spud, you've always said you wanted to be a big time Hollywood director with your own trailer and unlimited craft services. Yeah. But listen to Lake, the more responsibilities you have, the less time you have to enjoy the perks of the industry. Be careful what you wish for, man. Uh, Lake, just one moment. I, it's all about priorities, man. I get it that some directors and stars somehow can't find the time to enjoy the main reason why anyone gets into show business. The free stuff. I guess they choose work over enjoying life. I would make sure I took full advantage of all the free bagels and unlimited frozen yogurt I could stuff in my mouth. You realize, you know, when you're on a shoot, think about this, you never ever have to go grocery shopping. How oh. cool is that? Oh, that would be kind of neat. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I hate waiting in the checkout lines at Safeway. You know, all I'm saying here is I think you have this unrealistic take on how cushy life would be if you, Spud Goodman, were a big wig in Hollywood. After all the free food, the plush trailers, the personal assistants rubbing sunscreen on you, you would still yeah, have the, nice. the same issues and problems you have now as a small-time radio talk show host. He does have a point, Spud. Thank Things you. are not always greener on the other well, side. Well, I'm willing to take the risk, all mm -hmm. right? Now, let me get back to Lake. 
Oh, I have returned. Sorry about that. Well, let me, let me ask you this. I, I wanted to hit you with this. We're discussing the term mainstream media on the show and how it's kind of been rebranded by some people. As a filmmaker, are you in the mainstream media or outside of it? Because it's very confusing these days, even knowing what the word means. It's such an interesting question. I would, I would sort of, I guess my knee-jerk reaction is, no, I'm not in the mainstream media. But, but perhaps upon thinking about it more, I don't know how, how vast the the net the net um, spans you know it's like when we talk about media I would say that do you think that films are, are a part of it I mean is that what you're no I, I, I you know all I'm all I know is that uh, some you know with the culture wars going on now I, uh, it used to be if you're outside you know the mainstream media you, you created really cool stuff because that's where all it came from but now uh, the mainstream media is kind of being tagged as a bad thing because they kind of present facts in terms of the news media and you know lets people let people decide. So I don't even know what the word means anymore. I just was trying to get your take, but yeah, I think I mean I don't know. I feel like films perhaps fall in in the culture section of of, of our you know the tapestry of our of our um, ingestion as, as on a daily basis, but. Um, yeah, I would, but but I think mainstream media probably probably doesn't include like indie movies. You know? No, prob- probably um, not. Pro- yeah, you, you're probably right. Well, let me hit you with this kind of a boring topic. Let me hit you with this on a, on a lighter <laughs> note. Did you have a blast doing both seasons of the Wet Hot American Summer for Netflix, or was it even <laughs> beyond a blast? Oh, I mean, I am so jazzed to be a part of that um, that um, think that show. Um, hold on a second. Thank you, Nova. I'm okay. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah. David Tell your daughter Lee. I said hello, by the way. I just want to get that in. Oh, yeah. No, they're all saying hello to you if you want to say hi. Hi, how you doing? She waved. She all right, waved. super. Um, no, but, yeah, I mean, What on American Summer is by far just, like, <laughs> the most ridiculous and silly, delightful thing to be a part of. Um, and I feel really jazzed to be a part of that uh, all right. sort of, like, cult. Um, ridiculousness. I love it. I love it. I got to say that. Well, last question. As a filmmaker, if you were forced to do a sequel of any great classic movie, like they told you you had no choice, maybe they had your dog or something, what movie would you choose? I know we've got to make this real brief because you got to get going. I mean, look, I, I feel like part of what's so awesome about the classics is that you don't want to touch them, but some kind of a pre- preservationist when it comes to that. So I, you know, I, I feel staunchly um, protective of, of the greats. So, um, I probably would not. Um, I probably would be like, I can't. I can't touch that with the ten foot pole. But because right. um, it's like they're they're classics because they're classics. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. Why? I don't feel. I kind of don't feel that pull and that need to re to remake things as, as I know how it is a trend in Hollywood. But I, I I sort of I get sometimes cringy about it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get you. Um, I think me, it would be like. Uh, if I had to, that a gun to my head, maybe modern romance, but it would be really tough recasting Albert Brooks's part. I don't think that could be done. But well, that's anyway. what I mean. It's like, aren't they just fantastic because they exist in that like perfect, um, you know, sort of a combination of of timing and 
you know, the place in the world when they were made right. and, you know, their, their history, you know. All right. All right. I mean, I know you, your people are saying you got to go. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to. And you got you got you a child to tend to. So let me say again, everyone now listening needs to go see I Do Until I Don't, the new movie you wrote, directed and star in along with a fabulous cast. I'm putting my personal stamp of approval on this one. So uh, I just want to thank you so much for checking in with us. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. There you have it. Lake Bell. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is a Spud Goodman Show. It's musical guest interview time. Please give a warm welcome to a very fine band, the Lohums. All right, please identify yourselves along with your instrument and favorite letter of the alphabet. Uh, thank you, thank you. My name is uh, Jonas, and uh, I play guitar and sing, and my favorite letter of the alphabet is J. All righty. Uh, my name is Crystal. I play the bass, and my favorite letter of the alphabet is Z. Ooh, all right. That's extreme. Z as in zebra. Man, you took my letter. Sorry. I'm going to have to choose. We share a letter. <laughs> uh, my name is Mike, and I play the drums. My favorite letter is going to be B. Ooh. Okay. Oh. My name is Miles. I play guitar, and I'm going to go with Elemental P. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, can you give the few non-Lohamites, the, the listeners out there who may not be familiar with, you know, you guys, the date of the birth of the band, and also, let's just say, the name of the third and sixth album because you, you've, you've released, because you put out, what, like eight or nine, really. So it's, it's a pop quiz. No worries. Right, pass, pop fail. Pop quiz, okay. Pop quiz. Um, what was the first question again? Uh, date of the band. Date of the band. Okay, right, right. Birthday. Um, birthday of the band. Uh, 2009. 2009, yeah. All right. Put some miles on this. This is not just, uh, you just didn't not throw just, this thing together not last the week. first rodeo, no. All right. Okay, all right. Um, and the third and the sixth album, what are the titles? Third and the sixth album, gee whiz. Um, the third one would be uh, Live in Echo Bay. And the sixth one um, would be Charm. Okay, well, I'm gonna. Nice. I'm gonna. Okay. How's that, how's that score? I'm gonna Google that, and I will get back to you, and, and your grade will be submitted online. So, so what's the band's official position on those radio signals from a distant galaxy picked up by Stephen Hawking? Do you think that you know aliens are are, are maybe asking us to to stop allowing the Kardashians so much airtime and maybe put a lid on polluting space? Yes, for sure. I That's think. an affirmative. Yes. They're giving. Yeah, they're yes. like bzz, 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 stop that. Stop that. <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay, I'm going to hit you with this one. It's real basic stuff. I was thinking about this for you guys. What snack foods would be on the Dream Rider for a Lohams concert? If you could ask for anything, I mean, the stuff's free, so you got to ask for the moon, and, and maybe they end up giving you a couple bottles of Gatorade and some Triscuits, but still, you have to ask. It doesn't Ho- hurt. Homemade tortillas and guacamole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone else? Um, tequila. Tequila, yeah. <laughs> um, some fresh limes. Fresh limes, okay, all right. Okay, all right. An array of tropical fruit. Fruit's always a good thing to throw in. All right, well, I really want to hear this next song. What's the name of it? Because it's it's one of my favorites. This one is called uh, Sunflowers of Doom. Super, let's do it. Ready.
the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, this is Robert Hayes. You may remember me from Airplane, but uh, I'm looking for a little help. For some reason, I wound up here in the Spud Goodman Show, and uh, I have no idea why. Hey, uh, Spud, our show's public sector food critic is on the line and ready to go with his segment. Okay, uh, sounds good. I haven't talked to Lawrence in a while. Um, where did we send him to this week? I, I'm not sure, but I, I believe you heard in the last staff meeting that budget cuts are coming. Uh, that probably is going to cover transportation costs for Lawrence, I think. Well, geez, we, we already send him around the country on, on a flippant Greyhound bus. How much more can we cut back? What, are we going to ask him to hitchhike? What are you objectifying on? Well, uh, should I put him through now? Yeah. Hey, Lawrence, you there? Yeah, yeah, I sure am. I, man, the connection's pretty good on your cell. Where are you now? Well, you know, actually, I'm in my apartment right now. Wow. I couldn't get authorization to hit the road this week, so oh, wow, I'm going to be bad. doing my review on a local facility. Okay. I went there today for lunch. Okay. Actually, I was the invited guest of my neighbor, Big T. His name is Timmy, but now that he's in high school, he wants to be called Big T, you know. Anyway, cool. yes. Big T, he asked me to speak to his theater class. They, they made this big fuss over me, you know, with my appearances on Lockup on NBC and all that stuff. I had no idea I was kind of a big deal in Big T Circle. Well, why didn't you say so? Well, Lockup is a huge show, man. I mean, Rachel Maddow and Lockup keep MSNBC, like, their ratings alive. So, anyway, and, and you, you are a celebrity, Lawrence. I mean, that's why our show hired you. Yeah, uh, Lawrence, oh. I really, I should watch that lockup show sometime. I, I just wish it wasn't on MSNBC because, you know, my wife blocks that channel in our home. And it only makes common sense. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I've only been on the show a couple of times. You know, when they came to Pelican Bay down there in Cali, I wasn't chosen for any in-depth interviews or anything like that. I was just in the background a few times. You know, like when they did a group thing with the neo-Nazis and all that stuff, I was right. doing my trustee trustee duties there, yeah. delivering the mail and all that stuff. I was on screen for just a little bit. You had to look real close. Hey, I told you guys the story yeah, before. You, you know, saw, they, they wouldn't the put me on because I didn't have the look they wanted. And one of their lighting guys called me a huxtable. I, that's uh, frankly offensive. So you know what I did? What? I gave him a dirty look. One that I stole from an actor in that Shawshank Redemption movie. And he apologized. All right. So, hey, so you you spoke to a high school class? Uh, what did you say? Yeah. What'd you say? Well, I just told them to stay out of prison, you know, not because just because the food is, is a little less than ideal, but also because it sucks to be locked up. But yeah, I, hey, I do have a short review. But see, I got a free lunch in the cafeteria at Wilson High School. Big T paid for everything. So you want to hear the review? Of course. All right. Okay, so the first thing I will say is food in high school has really changed since back in the day when I was eating wiener winks and beef stroganoff and fish sticks on the Fridays and stuff. Right. They served pizza, hamburgers, and they had soft serve ice cream. Now, I've had better burgers, but I'm going to add, tell you that the buns were fresh and they had the required strength to hold the amount of condiments that I like to put on a burger. Snap, Rice Krispies. Well, I've eaten with you, and boy, you do love to stack the onions on your burgers. Yeah, uh, how about pickles? I love to add pickles to my burgers. 
pickles? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? What the hell, yo? Oh, and I'm, I'll also say this. The school's fries were very tasty, too. Well, they were a bit dried out from the heating lamp, but they were still edible. Yeah. You know, hey, really, my only negative comment on this fair here that they served up? The ketchup. Because they only had Heinz packets. And me, I am 100% Hunt's guy. Because my mama raised me on that, and some things are just a deal breaker in life. Yeah, I don't mind Heinz, but I'm a Hunt's guy too, Lawrence. Shut the f*** up, Donnie. Well, that's, that's good to know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, we, we got to go, Lawrence. Hopefully uh, they'll they'll figure out this budget thing and get you back on the road soon. Yeah, me too. I hope so. Because, you know, I love traveling, even on the bus. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. All right. Later, man. Hey, uh, goodbye, Lawrence. He's already gone. Oh. Okay. I would just like to say this in closing to you and all the whiny right-wing media outlets complaining about liberal bias, since only a handful of conservatives actually take in media that does not deliver a pre-digested version of your reality. What the hell does it matter? I mean, there, or should I say, your news is totally a la carte these days anyway. You had me at hello. I mean, I mean, your side has basically seceded media-wise in this country. Well. Uh, okay, but I myself happen to watch a ton of Fox News each day, mostly because I'm attracted to their, you know, Mad Men era women who are always dressed to the nines for possible cocktail parties later. But you guys will only stay in your own freaking lane. Scared much of the world outside your bubble? Oh, I resent that, Spud. You know, thank God with all that fake news spread Sp- by spread, the main spread by every news service on earth except your. Area 51 outlets that serve up tidbits like some people have alleged Hillary Clinton is a murderer or runs a child sex ring or Barack Obama is an illegal alien, an ISIS agent or a drug lord or and and I can't leave out that Bill Clinton is a sex fiend who that's so hot. Yeah, maybe that one's on the money, but well, when I was growing up, we just watched the news because it was the news. So I guess it just sort of magically became fake over the years. You know, Mrs. Jarvitz, I, I don't know how this country survived back then without Rush, uh, Fox News, and, and the Internet. Ha ha. Well, I guess the truth just had to be spread by word of mouth. Look, alternative facts are not facts. All that and over CB's good, buddy. I just I just don't know if you understand what's going on. Have you read about that hyper-conservative Sinclair Broadcasting you know, company who's now about to own more local affiliates across America than any other company? And, and, and that wacky Mercer family threatening to start a, a new right-wing television network run by that lovely human being, uh, I think he's a human being, Stephen Bannon. Terrible. Uh, Steve Bannon to his friends. So, don't you think your team can at least admit that you're doing okay these days? Playing the underdog is just a joke right now. What, you know, Spud, you know that this show is also part of the mainstream media, right? What? If, if we're being honest here, the Spud Goodman Show is just one more liberal-leaning program now on the air. What's your name, scumbag? Oh, if that's true, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I never really thought we were, well, you know, legit. Do you really think we're part of the mainstream well, media? If, if I was a member of that club, I sure wouldn't be driving a Chevy Nova with 196,000 miles on it. <laughs> well, listen, if you're interested not funny. in broadening I mean, your audience and attracting and, Trump yeah, Nation yeah. listeners, I could suggest I a few ideas that Speakers might help. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. I'm just saying that, e- that being even a minor member of that mainstream media is not a recipe for success in today's America, Spud. It, well, it's sort of like the VHS tape. 
Yes, our family still uses them in our home. Yeah, but I've read that the prospects for the VCR are not bright. <laughs> and that's why, you know, I've stocked up on those tapes. Well, I don't think I want to be taking career advice from someone who still tapes Wheel of Fortune. Well, I still have a beta recorder, but I use it as a bird feeder in my backyard. No, no, Spud, I, I'm serious. There are some easy things you could do to separate our show from all the other socialist-leaning programs on the air <sighs> and maybe attract true conservatives to tune in. Now, the first would be, you know, maybe stop saying President Trump is an embarrassment. I don't think it's going to happen. He is the leader of the free world, for God's sake. Jeez, I thought you said easy things. So well, so if I stop saying he's the worst president in the history of presidents, we'll, we'll snag a few conservatives? Because I bet we already have a bunch of them listening right now. Like Gary, the guy who works at the Mini Mart near my apartment, he, he always has his, you know, his red Make America uh, great again hat on. He listens every week. The, th the thing is thrashed, though. I mean, now it looks like a, a ton of people have hit it with you know, eggs and tomatoes, but he still wears it proudly. He said he can't fly the Confederate flag at work, so you know his Trump hat's going to have to make do for you know right now at least. <laughs> Gary hates the show, of course, but he likes me because I blow so much money on lottery tickets at his store, so he never misses the Spud Goodman show. Oh, shoot. I gave up on the lottery. Realized I have a better chance of winning Miss Universe. All right, okay, I'm going to grant you, we probably do have a few Trump supporters that listen, but how would you like to do. bring in thousands, uh, maybe millions more? Wow. It, it would take the show to a new level. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. Well, let me get this straight. All I would have to do is stop making fun of Trump. That, that's, that's it? Well, yeah, that, and, and then you'd have to educate your listeners about how successful our president has been since he took office. I love the poorly educated. You know, set them straight and separate yourself from the mainstream media's constant criticism. You'll be surprised what awaits you. Hashtag greatest president of all time. Uh, hashtag very nice people on both sides. You know, I, I won't lie. I, I've never been fond of a mainstream anything. TV, movies, books, and of course music. But I just don't understand how the truth and facts have now been rebranded as mainstream. So what? Lies and tall tales are now hip and alternative? Alternative to what? This, this world's getting too weird for me. All I wanted was a Betsy. Just one Betsy. And she wouldn't give it to me. Oh, why do you think I'm forced to consume so much medical marijuana these days? It yeah. seems to help deal with all that ins insanity. Well, I think I'm just going to stick with being a member of the lamestream media. I mean, it may be a bit stale, but at least I don't have to become a, a, a real-life Gumby each day as I try and defend the stupid stuff Trump says and does each day. Uh, Good. Very well, very well. But you're going to look back on this day and regret it. That's ridiculous. Maybe, but I'm sort of used to being a nobody, and it works for me, okay? I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here are the Lohums. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville. Executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Associate producer and video director TJ Pite. Production assistants Brian Martin and Frank Nolasco. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Oh,